okay, shut that off. I'm going to get sued. It is summer in the UK. It is holiday time. And we are going on a very short hiatus, which doesn't mean the Bride Chiller podcast will not be on. It just means I'm going to be sharing with you some classic Bride Chiller episodes. These are the creme de la creme, as some would say, of the past 200 episodes. And boy, oh gee, there have been some amazing episodes, if I do say so myself. So I hope you enjoy share with your friends, and you will notice that I refer to this podcast as the Save the Date Wedding Podcast because that's what it used to be called. Don't get scared. You're in the right place. Happy days. This is the Bride Chiller Podcast. It used to be called the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Same host, better jokes, new name. Enjoy the show. Well, 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 Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Welcome, my bride chillers and groom chillers. It's Alicia here. I'm the host. If you've never listened to the show before, well, this is basically what you get. And today I am so delighted to be joined by Sandy Hammer. She is, well, in her own words, a frustrated planner. And I, she's going to explain this. She's a very, very experienced planner, corporate weddings, all this sort of stuff. She's also the boss lady at allseated.com. It's a free online application that offers floor plans to scale, guest lists and seating arrangements. That's all the stuff you need, my friends, whether you are planning a wedding for five people or 500. Look at that. I've just done a plug for you, Sandy, and uh, I, I should come on as a member of your team. <laughs> We'd be very happy to have you. Oh, thanks so much. Time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sandy, thank you. Firstly, professional, welcome to the show. Uh, I am so happy to have you on because today we are talking all about well, you said 10 things wedding planners wish brides knew. And this is a really big topic because I am a wedding planning, wedding planner convert. So praise be to you lovely people. <laughs> it's great. It is great because I was a real budget bride when we planned our wedding and I was like, no, 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 I could do everything. I'm superwoman. And gee whiz, I learnt my lesson. And now I am like the biggest, like, you know, if people like write to me and say, should I have a wedding planner? I'm like, oh my God, do it, please. You're very smart. That's very good advice that you're giving. Um, Thank you. I, I totally agree. You know, there's today, I think that, um, you know, we're in a world where knowledge is, is so important and people can read so much information. And, you know, you start thinking, oh, I can do this. No big deal. I'm going to, you know, I can find all the information I need. And, and you know, there's, there's something to that at the end of the day. But really, let's be honest. It's like you said earlier, it's your, it's your one big day. Let's hope it's your only one and only big day, right? Um, and I think because of that, you just need some help, you know, whether you decide to take uh, a day off planner or what, whatever planner to get your advice and your knowledge, you need some help. It's very, very difficult to do this on your own. Uh, don't you agree? Would I, you agree now? I totally <laughs> agree. And that's the thing. I think also in the past sort of five years, the world of wedding planners, and I'm using air quotes that you can't see, um, it's really evolved from not necessarily being something that, you know, from a Jennifer Lopez movie. It's something that people can afford because, as you said, there's a versatility in what people are offering. You don't have to hire someone for six months and pay them, you know, 20 grand to do it. Or you can, but it, there are options, aren't there? Yeah. There are a lot of options. Today, you can be very smart with your options. You can, you know, bring in a planner that will be just more of an advisor and help you sort out your vendor list. 
I mean, the brides today, for the, uh, in the millennials today especially, they very much know who they want. Mm. Um, but, but I always say, it's great. Bring me your list. Bring me who you want. Let, let's discuss it. Um, and, then let's, and then let's go back to the very building blocks of where you're going to get married. Do, are those the right vendors that are actually going to fit the right venue? Um, how much more, how, how easier is it at the end of the day if you bring in a photographer that's worked in this venue 20, 30, 40 times, knows it inside out, knows where the fantastic pictures are going to be taken, knows where the, you know, where the pictures that are not going to look good. And, you know, th those have a very big effect and a bride might not necessarily know that. I agree. And I think also, especially if you're planning a destination wedding or if you live out of town and you're coming home and you don't have the actual ground time to do all that work. And also, actually, when you've got a full-time job, I get so many letters from people sort of saying, oh, my God, this is becoming a second full-time job for me and my partner. It, it can really save you time as well if you've got someone to bounce those ideas and questions off from the get-go. Yeah, very, very much so. And I think that, you know... I mean, we find that as you know, within within our product, and we, we we get more and more brides into the system, and we learn more and more about the industry. One of the things that we we constantly hear from the from the bride world is is that you know what, there just has to be more transparency. You know, like I've got forty, fifty ven vendors that I want to interview, that I want to really you know understand uh, some pricing, and I want to understand what their offer is, what their real package is, and you've still got sort of like the vendor side that still are very guarded with you know just give me a call, and the bride today is like, well, I can't call forty, yeah. fifty people. You know, <laughs> like I mean, that's a lot of people. Like you said they get very very overwhelmed mm. so you know I think one of the most important elements here is about being transparent like this is my budget what can you give me for my budget you know like just let me know and and, for, and I think vendors today have got to be very much more open to that and really understand that you know this is what I'm giving you the two albums the pictures you know on, on the DJ I'm giving you some uh, you know screens that you'll be able to splash your uh, pictures of you know you know, or a movie or whatever you want to do. And all of that, you know, you have to, you have, to have a, a lot of answers. Uh, well, actually, the brides have to ask the right questions. Mm. So a planner can help a bride learn to ask the right questions. That's very, very important. So if a planner can give you guidance to learn how to ask the questions so that you're not going to get messed up with on the price and then maybe can even advise you on how to run the contracts because contracts can be very confusing. I mean, we're reading it in, in, the, in the blogs all the time about, you know, contracts where people are, you know, the photographer won't let anybody take pictures and if, you, if your friends have taken pictures, you can't post those pictures until mm. he's actually released his pictures and then those pictures can be weeks before you get them and, and really no, nobody's allowed to post any pictures. Sandy, I didn't even know that was a thing and that's a little bit fucked up if you ask me. Yes, <laughs> seriously, it yeah, really I, is. I, it, it's, um, it, it, you know, it doesn't happen that often but yeah. if you, if you, you, you know, and, and it was actually in the, in the papers I think uh, a few months ago actually where it happened and people brought it to the attention to really read the fine print in the contracts yeah, yeah. um and it really was it, i don't know if it was to that exact extent but it really was about the fact that you know the caterer had pictures because she took pictures and she handed them to the bride and the bride released them because she hadn't got the pictures from the from the photographer and the photographer was about to sue the bride because she was releasing pictures that were not you know with nothing to do with her wedding because it said in the contract he's the first piece person to release professional pictures so there was like um you know it's crazy so 
you know, that's where planners can be very helpful. They understand contracts. They've seen hundreds of them. They know what they know what they're doing. They can really help you ask, you know, learn to ask the right questions. And the, and again, those are things that that brides really love because they love to do their research, right? They they today they know what they want. So even if I come as a planner and I've got my photographer I've used for twenty years and my florist I've used for twenty years and this one and that one. It's great. I want to hear what they, who they've got. I also like to learn who the new people are out there. They've got some trendy ideas. They're, you know, they've got the up and coming fashion photographer that now is going into the bridal industry. That's cool. Yeah. But um, so there's no reason to not share. It's as much for a planner to listen and learn from the bride as it is from the bride to learn um, as, as much as she can from the planner. I think it's a real give and take there. I couldn't agree more. And can I just say, while it's top of mind, I did an episode, if you're looking, uh, lovely listeners, it's episode 73. It was called Lawyer Up, Know Your Legal Rights and Responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And I had a great wedding lawyer, Christy Asselin, came on. And she just deals in wedding uh, you know, contracts. It's her yeah. one of her primary go- uh, goals is educating couples, and it's also really interesting. And I said this in the episode: how many times we are given like a mobile phone contract or a cell phone contract, or we sign away a lease on a rental property, and we don't really read the document. And it gets us into shit because we just are happy to put our signature down. And so many times, like you just said with this example with the photographer, that. If you didn't read the contract and really understand the clauses and what your responsibilities and rights are, and then you shared the photo and then they sue your ass, then you've only got yourself to blame in that sense. So go back and listen. Episode 73, she's great. I'd love to have her on again. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's amazing how lawyers have made a niche in this market. Yeah. I find it unbelievable, really, but it's, and <laughs> there you go. But, you know, the best thing was, Sandy, she was also talking from a vendor perspective as well that, you know, you've got to think of a wedding planning uh, exercise as a business exercise. You're exchanging money yeah. for a service and you've both got to understand what, each side of the responsibility, you know, what each side is giving. So I think it's really good for everyone, you know, because obviously vendors have to cover their, their bot bots as well because they've got to make a, a living. So it's absolutely, it's, it's a absolutely. really interesting phase. Also, I just want to say before we head into our uh, lovely list, it, you made a great point then about millennials and, you know, the generation of who are getting married now, which makes me sound like an old lady, by the way, uh, that, <laughs> We don't have time to make phone calls all the time. We we no. are text messaging, we're WhatsApping, we're doing the Twitter right. and stuff. So vendors have sort of got to ship up or shape out in the sense that, you know, if you're working full time, it's really hard to speak to someone between nine and five. So I suppose right. there has to be an evolution of either handing over some of the responsibility to a wedding planner or a helper or finding vendors that are willing to talk to you after five o'clock or be weekend weekend chatting or something. You hit the na- you hit you hit the nail with the hammer. Absolutely, thanks, Sandy. You're, you are absolutely <laughs> right. Um, and as a hammer, I can say that. that you, you, oh uh, my god! Get, I'm gonna have <laughs> I had to get that in. <laughs> Should have gone into comedy. No, oh, I'm just joking. please. <laughs> Um, no, it's very, very important. Uh, millennials have got no patience. They want everything now. Um, they're text oriented. You know, the thought of getting somebody on the phone actually makes them feel unwell. You know, they're not even interested in, in doing that. Why, why would I have to speak to anyone? That oh sounds God. just like so archaic, right? Oh, From another please. generation. Text me. So you, you definitely have to, vendors have to 
um, totally bridge that gap. They have to change the way that they work, and, and there's no question about it. It will happen. The millennials will force the situation. They have the power. They're the, you know, they're the customers at the end of the day, and if you want to offer that service, you're going to have to give it a lot more than just, um, you know, it's, 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 it's obviously about the price, but it's about being transparent. Give it to them over the WhatsApp. It doesn't matter as long as you make it very clear. The worst thing a bride hates is that uh, they'll, the um, photog- one photographer will say it's fifteen hundred dollars and I'm giving you one two three, and then another photographer will say I'm, you know it costs twenty five hundred and I'm giving you one two three. Mm. So obviously she's going to go for the fifteen hundred one, right? Because it's a thousand dollars difference. Why wouldn't she? But then when she hires that guy that does it for fifteen hundred, there's much more than one two three. Okay, there's four five six seven eight nine, mm. and by the time he's itemized all those lists, he's way more expensive than the twenty five hundred. So if she would have asked the right questions. Okay, she would have been able to identify that from the very beginning, and then the frustrations don't happen, you know, and they don't get you know, they don't get so upset about it. So vendors have to be more transparent. They have to give more information. Build a package. Say it all. Say everything that you're offering for this price, because you'll lose the deal if you're just going to say, "Oh, it's for this, this, this." Yeah, and I think also dancing around this idea that you've got to contact them fifty times before they give you a quote. I mean, I would far prefer <laughs> to go to a website and say, "Here's." As you said, here's a package, here's exactly what you get, make a PDF, it takes you two minutes, do it in Canva or one of these things, put it online, and then if you want to negotiate, you know, I think as a client, I would rather go, all right, it's two grand, great, maybe I can ring and we can chat about other options, but it's the chasing for for prices really gives me the shits. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway... I can talk on that for just half an hour, but let's go on to a couple hey, more points because... Let's do the list. We've got exactly. 10 points. We need to get through it. Let's okay. let's start at... Would you like to start at 1 or 10? Are we going to count down? <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm not sure we'll get to 10. But let's let's go to number two. The number two, which is also very important, and, and truthfully, really, it sets uh, a lot of the, the very, very beginning, is your guest list. Mm. Okay, how many people are you going to have to this wedding? Okay, that that's also going to identify very fast you know, a big chunk of, of your money is going to go to catering and a big chunk is going to go to the venue. So if you're going to have 20 people, 50 people or 180 people, you need to know very, very early on what, what is it that you're going to do because you can't even build your budget based on the fact that you don't know how many people you're going to have to the wedding. Mm. Um, and, that, and that's a, a very big thing brides kind of forget. They get very caught up with the dress and, oh no, and yeah, i got to have these flowers and i got to have this band and i got to have this. And in the end, when they put it all together, they've got very little to have 180 people. There's like, you know, my budget is what my budget is. Yeah, you know, how am I going to pay for this catering? And chips, exactly. Exactly. So very important to think it through, obviously, to discuss, you know, with your groom. And, and everybody has very set ideas. Like uh, you had a small wedding, right? You I had an, ended up having a, a small wedding. I did. Um, and, you know, even a small wedding, if you're having a weekend or a destination, um, you know, can, can add up to a big budget. But at least you know where your money's going, right? So you knew how you could spread your money. It wasn't going to all be on the food because it's only 20 people. Whereas if you're going to have that dinner and it's going to be 180 people, that's going to be a very big part of your budget. So guest lists are very important. It identifies immediately a venue um, and even to some extent maybe even a theme of how you're going to run your week, your, you know, your wedding. So, Sandy, from a, a planner's perspective, when a bride and a groom or a groom and a groom or a bride and a bride, whoever's coming to talk with you, actually yeah. says, hey, 
we're going to get married. What is the first question that you would ask? Is it cash? Is it how many people? Is it have you got? I mean, it's like chicken and the egg, chicken yeah. and 20 eggs, really. So, so, the, so the majority of us, including myself, will, will very much try to um, build a story for them. So, you know, we, 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 we sort of like have a coffee and we get to know them a little bit. Um, and very often, one of the very early questions will be is, so what kind of a theme do you want? Do you want more of a, you know, a classic traditional style wedding? Do you want something more earthy? Are you looking to do, are you do, looking to do something very informal? And do you have any idea on how many guests you're planning to have? Like it will, it will build into like a little bit of a story so that they can, you know, think it through and understand it's not really just about the number of guests. It's like, you know, like I said, if you're doing a destination or you're doing a weekend and it's only 40 people, it, will, it can probably cost the same as if you're having 180 people for the weekend. That's a great sometimes. point because I think a lot of people say, oh, it's destination. We're going to go away and we're going to hire an all-inclusive, blah, 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 blah. But when you add it all up, it can be pretty pricey. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's very, very hard for a planner if a bride and groom walks in and have, has no idea except for the fact that they got engaged what they want to do. I mean, some planners jump at that and then we'll, <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll say, so what kind of a budget are you thinking about? And then they're in heaven because if they get the right budget, then they'll just say, okay, sit back and I'll do it for you. <laughs> the right, me- I love it. The right budget. That's like the, the right budget's like we have unlimited monies. Exactly. Go for it. <laughs> every every planner's dream when they when they walk in there. But realistically, uh, you know, that's not really that doesn't really happen. Really doesn't happen very often. And everybody's on a budget. Um, and everybody's you know work very hard for that budget. I think that's another thing that planners have to really identify with that. You know, the, very often it's it's like you said, it's the the people that are getting married are the ones that are paying. Sometimes your parents are helping a little bit, or you've got you know a rich uncle maybe or something that's helping out. But on the whole, today these millennials they they've worked very hard to save for this big day, and I think planners have to be very respectful to that and really listen a lot to what they can afford and what they can't afford. And one of the questions after we've got through the budget and we know a little bit of an idea of what they want to do. So what we do is we ask them to make a list. So there's there's 10 things on your list. There's your there's you know hair and makeup and your dress and you want to come in a limo and you want to have a band or a DJ. You know, and the list goes on and on and on. Now what a planner will say is pick the top 3. What are what are you passionate about? Like what are the three things that you know you just will not that if you don't have this at your wedding you can't you it won't be your day and you know it would always be the dress will come as the number one and the the groom or you know would, wouldn't dare say anything you know to that to that answer <laughs> it will always come as number one and then usually it's anything to do with uh, a band or the bar or the florist or the caterer you know but at the end of the day if you choose your top three or your top four, then you really understand how you can start positioning the budget. And, yeah. you know, somewhere down the line of your 10 to 15 items, you are going to have to have some compromises. You know, if they're not going to all fit into the budget, but then you know, because you know it's not going to be the top four. So let's discuss, you know, maybe not a stretch limo, maybe just a black car will be okay, you know, <laughs> something oh, like that. Cars to me, can I just say, and I've said it many a times, cars to me are if the first thing to dump, and chair covers. Everyone knows I fucking hate chair covers. But cars are the things to go, if you're in a church or in a venue and you're rolling up in a really, you know, gangster car that no one is ever going to see, get rid of it. Like it's right. not worth 
If you want a really nice champagne or you want 10 extra people, just ditch the cars. As you said, yep. you can hire an Uber X. You can get a really nice Uber now. <laughs> 30 bucks. Okay, I'll put that on uh, my spreadsheet. Uber. <laughs> Uber car. Classy Uber. Seriously. And you can get a discount if a friend invites you. Get 10 bucks off. Sweet. I have to remember to use that one. I love that. <laughs> but that's that a great is definitely point. a good one. Sandy, the prioritizing, the making the list is such a great point because a lot of people, I know when you – first start to buy the wedding magazines and you start to visit the blogs it's very overwhelming and there's a lot of information but as you said if you can pinpoint it to say I just really want a day that's about dancing and you go okay music's a priority then we want to kick ass DJ or if you don't care about music as much you go all right we could maybe forego a live band and have an iPod or a really great yeah so this is fantastic yeah and that's how people do it and that's how we really encourage people to do it because it's exactly what you said if you know if at the end of the day you like I had a bride that was like you know I don't want a bar I go how can you not have a bar at a wedding like I I didn't get that I was like how can you not have a bar I mean for, for me if you ask me it's music and alcohol and oh, yes. you know it's not even about the food you know for me personally right so this bride said to me she doesn't want a bar so I said to her are you is it you that doesn't drink so she's not well I'm not a big drinker but she said my entire crowd don't drink we right. are all people that that have got you know will have a glass of wine so I'll have wine but I just don't see why I need to waste my money on the bar and then then the the groom pitches in and he goes I guess you've never met any of my friends <laughs> And that was like the beginning of the discussion, you know. But that's good because it got them both talking. This is great. Yeah, no, but I mean, but that, you know, to that extent that that you really have to understand what you, it's also about your, your guests. Mm. You know, the other thing that I tell the millennials a lot when they want a very informal wedding, I said, you know, you have parents that are a different generation. You might have grandparents that are different generations. You have aunts and uncles that are a different generation. You need a table and chairs for them. So while you want to party all night and you want to have an amazing evening and you, you, you really don't care about how the setup is, you definitely need a table and chairs for that generation. Otherwise, they'll stay an hour. They yeah. won't even, they won't even, you know, they'll just about sit through the ceremony and they'll leave. Think of Nana, think of Grandpa, think of your parents, and also tea and coffee supplies actually yes. go a long way. They really appreciate I, it. I really totally agree with you on that. So very, that's, again, about the guests, understanding who your guests are. I know the bride is like, it's, it's my day, it's my day, it's my day. And it is her day. There's no question about it. But if you're inviting your guests... <laughs> You have to think about them, okay? It is it is your day, and if you're not going to invite them and you're going to have 20 people or 10 people or you're going to elope, then it really, you know, if you're going to elope, it really is your day. You can do whatever you want. But, um, you know, if you're having a smaller crowd, it's it's easier to manage. But if you're having 180 people, you really have to uh, think about, you know, the crossover of guests, children as well, whoever's coming. Oh, look, we're going to get on to that. Sandy Hammer is from allseated.com. She is a planner. She is an entrepreneur. She is a top lady. She's my guest today, and we are talking about things that wedding planners wish brides and grooms knew. There is more from Sandy and myself after this. Sandy, Pinterest, I have my thoughts. I know you have your thoughts. I am fascinated to hear about what you think uh, are the benefits, the pros and cons. I think a lot of people need a Pintervention. I've actually got a tote bag that says I need a Pintervention. It's one of my merch <laughs> because I think sometimes people just need to back away from the boards, but also I realize how wonderful Pinterest is. Hit it, girlfriend. Okay, so... <laughs> 
I love that topic of conversation. And of course, you know, our brides come to us today with, I can't even begin to tell you how many hundreds of pictures they come with. And, you know, it's, it's wonderful because it is an inspiration and, and it's inspiring. And, you know, obviously, like, like we said earlier, it's very exciting and, and it's, you know, they're just thrilled and and overwhelmed and they don't really know where to begin. So they start collecting everything. Mm. So one of the things that I really try very often, what happens is, is that our brides come with already their Pinterest boards. So before we even will look at a Pinterest board, we ask them to, uh, before they send it to us, we ask them to do two things for us. One is um, if they could categorize it a little bit. So like if uh, instead of just sending us hundreds of pictures, they can say this is, you know, this is the fold of this is this is the board for the flowers. This is the board about the theme of my dress, which I want to take then into my invitation, which I then want to take into my layout of my hall or whatever it is, you know, as they're building their storyboard and and their design. Um, And the other thing that we ask them to do, which we have a lot of faces that look at us blankly, is um, where did you actually get the pictures from? And And I don't mean like, you know, did they get them, you know, did they take them from a different photographer and all of that? I mean that, for example, if you love all this furniture and you found it, but do you know that it's actually in India? Like, I'd have to go and order <laughs> that furniture actually from India, like bring in all that Indian-style furniture. It's not something that we really have in England or, you know, it's like custom-built almost. Like, yeah. I don't see how I can really put that in your £30,000 budget. If This is custom-built furniture. The other thing that happens very often... <laughs> is the flowers. Mm. They'll bring us tons of flowers, and I have to have to have this, but it's not seasonal. So there's no way that I can bring, you know, like... um, Come on, Sandy, you're a magician. You can make it happen. (laughs) I can make it happen. So, you know, like I I try to explain to them while, you know, the Pinterest boards are great, and we can really have a look at them and maybe get color themes and color ideas and, and concepts. We cannot reproduce what is there um there's no way anybody can reproduce that um and and they have to be very realistic with it so i get a lot of blank faces when we try to have that discussion they're very into categorizing that they very, they, they immediately will go yes 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 absolutely we, we can board it that's no problem because they love doing that yeah. but the minute that i tried to explain to them that you know let's be realistic here you know like look at all these fabulous pieces of furniture i think this one's made in italy it's like a custom piece maybe oh, it's in a museum where am i going to get that here <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> it is, and it is. You know, I, I think when I had a lovely wedding planner on one of my very first guests on the show. This is a year ago. A lovely wedding planner called Charlie Beard. She's a. You can find her website. It's called London Bride. And she said one of the biggest things that she sort of comes across is people pinning styled shoots from wedding magazines, which are beautiful. But also when you look at how these styled shoots are put together and then what a wedding planner has to do on a day, especially if you're only given access to a venue three or four hours before everyone arrives. That's right. That it is nigh on impossible to recreate this. And then also not even talking about a budget that, you know, in a wedding magazine, they have a studio and it's all very contained and they've got access to all this great stuff. So it's unreasonable to think that you're going to get carbon copy. And also you don't want a carbon copy of everything else. You want to take a little bit from, you know, uh, from inspiration. That's what Pinterest is. So I love that you sort of have really, you've straight up with your clients because I think people sometimes need a bit of a, a glass of cold water in the face with that stuff. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So yeah, we and you know we know it's coming because that's you know that that again this is the way the millennials are operating today, and you have to go with the times. Yeah, you have to you have to be willing, and you have to if if you really want to close the deals and you want the 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 clients. You have to um, be interested to um, really work with them the way that they work. So Pinterest is for sure coming. It's just how you the expectations and how you manage it. Um, if you set that up from the very beginning, like I won't even look at the, their Pinterest boards until they've gone home and they've reconfigured it into the right boards, and they then come to me that you know, well, these are a whole bunch of pictures. I'm not sure where they're from, and it's not. It, I know. I love it when a bride will say to me, "I know I can't really have this, but can you just can you feel the style?" You do it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or can you feel the style? Right. And then what, once that happens, it's like, yeah, you know, I can feel the the, the style. So you know, we'll we'll. I understand now what you're talking about. So that's great. And actually, what you said earlier really leads into my last couple of topics because I, I know where we're um, we're going over the time. But oh, the no, last two on. topics is is very much um, what you said about time frames. So you've got. You've got a time frame which is the, the day off, okay? So it's a very, very heavily scheduled day off, which if a bride will not work with you and understand the importance of the time frame of that day off, the timeline, I cannot even begin to tell you how, how the event can go wrong, okay, from every aspect. Um, and, and it's a real shame because you've worked so hard to get to this day and you've, you've put in so much money for this day. Um, and then you come to the day and the bride is getting her makeup and her hair and having panic attacks. And, you know, it's another hour on the time, which means the photographer now is delayed, which means now, you know, the car's got to be delayed and this has got to be delayed. And, you know, you, you don't want to keep, again, your customer, your, your, your guests delayed, for hours and hours. So a bride has to really work very hard to understand how the time frame of that day is extremely important to work within the um, within the way, you know, the planner really needs it to work. And you're right, Sandy, because every hour that you, if you're not organized and you don't have this planned in, every hour that you're behind is an hour you're just giving money away. You just might as well just yeah. put the money in a barbecue and barbecue it. Yeah, I mean, I always tell my bride that, you know what, if you're very worried about your makeup and your hair, then get up two hours before the schedule. Let, let's start, you know, like, eight o- 9 o'clock in the morning is when we're going to start. Let, you know what, let's start at 7.30 in the morning. Let's give us hours of time. The worst, the, the best thing will be is that we're just all sitting around waiting. Yes, <laughs> you know, right, exactly. That will be the They're best thing. So if I, get a, exactly, if I get a bride that is, you know, she's been with her hair and makeup and she's, you know, you can hear it in their voices. They're not sure. She's worried. She hopes. She's this, she's that. We always plug in an extra hour and a half to two hours and, you know, pray. The other thing is when you're, when you're working on the time frame, you're also working against weather. Mm-hmm. You have to have, uh, you have to have, especially in England, you have to have the um, option of, well, in England, pr- pretty much everybody does everything indoors. But yeah, we if don't you go are. outside anymore. It's probably it, just best to just stay completely yeah, inside. <laughs> every, I think everybody in England, pretty much 80%, I think, of the, the events are indoors. But, yeah. you know, if you're crossing into like America audience or something like that, then, you know, even, even if you're living somewhere where you're guaranteed the weather, or even in the summer where you just really never know what's going to happen. So you really do, again, within your schedule, you have to have a plan B. You have to have backups with something that your dress might not get wet. If there's a, a summer, um, 
you know, a shower or something like that, that the rain will, will come down for a few minutes. So that, that's also very important. Um, one, of the, one of the other things that I, I just wanted to plug is that while All Seated um, really was built to help uh, manage and, and create efficiency for the planners, there's a lot of brides today that use it themselves that are, that are really uh, working on their guest lists and doing their own floor plans. And there's an amazing uh, timeline uh, that's in there, which is the day of timeline. And um, and it's great. It's also great to have two timelines. You know, you want to have a timeline for your vendors because that, you know, that's something you might give to your chief bridesmaid or somebody that if you've taken the day off planner that will manage all those drop-offs that are coming into the venue. And really on the day, you as the bride really needs to concentrate on yourself. Yeah. Um, so that is the one day that you really have to make sure you've got help. And that's There's a lovely nothing- point, Sandy, because you know, that's when I say I didn't have that person. And I know Rich and I really did run around and you know we were meeting with caterers and all that sort of stuff. And I wouldn't wish, although we had a great time and a great support network, I wouldn't wish that upon brides in the future and grooms to say, just relax, drink some champs. And that's yeah. lovely that you are saying those two those two timelines that you can create on allseated.com. It's fantastic. And it's free, isn't it? Yeah, we're See? totally free. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Free. Because it's free. And because you know what? I'm a big believer – it's a collaboration, an event, even as a planner. We don't run this on our own. There's a team of people that run to make a real event a success. And everybody needs to be involved. You need to share your timeline. You need to share, you know, how many people you're having with your caterers so that they know how many chairs go at each table. You need to share uh, the floor plans so everybody knows how the setup will be and, the, the, you know, the, the space, the scale. I mean, the, there's nothing worse than setting up a whole floor plan and the scale's off. And then what happens? Everything arrives. Cram everyone in and cram everything into a really small... Yes, good. So, you know, all these points are are, are part of really running uh, an efficient event and running it that, you know, and whether you want to do it yourself and be the, what we call today, the DIY, the do-it-yourself bride, you know, no worries. Go go ahead and, and, and do it. But just get knowledge. Just, you know, get a planner for a few hours if you want to use as a consultant. Get the planner like... Alicia said for the day of that, you know, you can sit back. I mean, let's let's be honest. It's the most important day of your life. You've been waiting for this moment, your, you know, your whole life. It's your dream. Um, so like you said, you've got to kick off your shoes, sit back, have some champs and, and enjoy, right? That's my whole philosophy in life. Sit back, <laughs> kick your shoes off, have champs, enjoy it. And also, like you said, um, the big thing about wedding planners is that, yeah, okay, so you go, I completely cannot afford a wedding planner. Then I bet you 100 bucks that if you found a wedding planner you really like, you could give them 100 bucks and sit with them for a couple of hours and pick their brains, get yeah. all the information. Yeah, you might not have them on the day, but I think people have been labeling me a virtual bridesmaid, which is delightful. And <laughs> I feel like the success of this show is because I'm another voice that's not connected to their friends and family. I, you know, b- call bullshit on a lot of stuff but it's actually it's having that extra person to bounce off so i think the wedding planner is that other person the wedding planner is the substitute me guys sandy i 
Yeah, you, you totally agree. You really, put it out totally there. agree. And you know, the the other thing that you know, while while we're you know understanding the some of the value of the planners is that you know if you do decide to hire a planner, then trust them. You know, trust us. Yes. You know, we've been doing this for years. We know what we're doing. You know, we're not we're not uh, we're not the enemy. We're gonna like you said, we're gonna be your best friend. We we want this day to be as fantastic as you want it. And yes, you know, th- there's no reason not to have that element of trust. Well, be a bride chiller, and if you're going to hire someone and pay them to run the show, let them do it. Yeah, <laughs> let and, go. You know, absolutely, let them just do it. You know that one of the one of the most amazing things I I heard uh, recently. I was at an event, and um, somebody got up, and one of the planners got up, and she said. You know, it, it's great when when people hire us because you know it, we love it. But then they bring their mother and their mother-in-law oh, and their best friend oh. and four of their bridesmaids, oh. and the, and the team is about eight people or ten people, and they sit in meetings with you, and there's nothing that's going to get decided. There's just absolutely nothing. The discussions go for hours, <laughs> and you sit there, and then and then and then you know you try to explain that you know maybe let's narrow this down and they don't know how to do that and then you've got the the t- food tastings and 20 people come for what? the food tasting because they think it's a free dinner so they're they're sitting around the table trying all these foods and it's like a nightmare brides you have to go in this with one or two people max you need your best friend that you can bounce ideas with yeah partner yeah your partner which would be good i know most of the brides today don't really consider that but the partner would be good um um, and um and that's it don't don't bring on your 20 best friends for the food tasting for the cake tasting for the dress deciding for that it's like a nightmare you'll get nowhere and actually you'll end up in a lot of tears yeah and then you write to me and say i know everyone's got so many opinions what's going on you're like well just let them stay at home for the day especially in the preliminary rounds when you have if you don't have any idea what you're doing yeah totally and also you don't need to take 1400 people to your dress fitting as well because they're all going to have a different opinion that you probably don't want to hear it's really true. I mean, <laughs> I can't tell you how many calls I've had from brides in absolute tears, you know, oh. and and in, in stages that it's such a shame, you know, and, and a lot of it is just the fact that they're getting just too many people involved. And very often I'll just say, you know what, you have to tell you have to thank everybody and buy them all nice gifts if you want. But just tell everyone that, you know. You've got a planner and she's going to help you. Yeah. She doesn't want anybody involved. Blame it on me, I say. Just just blame it on me. Well, you're very <laughs> generous. And, I, yeah, I say cut the cord a little bit, especially if you've got very outspoken, opinionated in-laws, mothers, bloody maid of honours, all these people that think, I don't think you should do it that way. You're like, listen, right. you have your own wedding day. Do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. That's the end. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the last point I really want, want to uh, say, and, and I really, really believe this because I've run tons of events, is that, you know, you as the bride set the entire tone of the day. So if you're nervous or you're not happy about something and you're trying to fake it, it will come through and everybody feels it. But if you're having a blast and you're having a fantastic time and you're just like really enjoying yourself, it's like contagious. Everybody around you will have it. So, and that's what makes an event you know you can have everything you want at the end of the day but if you're if you're not you know you're not feeling good and enjoying yourself it doesn't really matter and you can have nothing but you're having the best time of your life and it will feel amazing 
couldn't agree more. It's, a, it's very invaluable advice. And I think it really comes down to then deciding exactly what you want and not planning, as we've said before, your mother's wedding or someone else's wedding. If you just want to get married in a restaurant and have a really quiet, chill night with great booze and dancing, bloody do it. Don't have a 200-seat yeah. wedding if it's not your yeah. style, especially if it causes anxiety or makes you uncomfortable or you can't afford it and you've got the doom of you know debt over your shoulders. Ditch it. Yeah. Hire someone awesome to plan a great wedding that you want to do, Sandy. Absolutely. You're amazing. I've so enjoyed spending time with you, Sandy Hammer. Thank you, Alicia. I cannot tell you how much I've also enjoyed our talk. <laughs> and actually, we'll enjoy it offline as well, I'm sure. <laughs> I have no doubt. And look, if you want to visit allseated.com is where you should go. As I said in the intro, you offer so many things that are for wedding pros, but also for brides and grooms. And I just say, take advantage of wonderful, uh, well, look, if you're listening to this podcast, this is great free advice. They're already on the right track, but visit allseated.com and take advantage of all the wonderful, uh, you know, uh, lovely things that you offer for free and advice. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Fantastic ending. Oh, beautiful. Thanks, Alicia. Thank you, Sandy. Have a fabulous day. And to all my bride chillers and groom chillers out there, happy wedding planning and happy days. 